This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is an educational, expository, live encyclopedia of fresh foods that you can hold in the palm of your hand. Did you know that you can substitute butter with avocado in some baked recipes? Put on your chef's hat and let the application section sprout ideas for culinary quests. Still craving more? We would never leave you with an empty plate. Within the Specialty Produce app, you will find our ever-growing recipe collection of more than 15,000 recipes, where you can build and save your own cookbook for future kitchen endeavors. Stay hungry, friends. Download today on Apple or Android and get things cooking. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Tim Sheaf, who is a very accomplished free runner and parkour artist. He's been involved in everything from MTV's Ultimate Parkour Challenge to American Ninja Warrior and achieved a lot of success as well as has been involved in multiple incredible projects in Hollywood, internationally, in media, including movies, advertisements, and has done some absolutely mind-blowing things with his physical body. Tim's gone through some scrutiny over the past couple of years due to some of his health practices. He was really well known in the vegan community for a long time and since leaving did face a lot of scrutiny. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with him about how he dealt with a lot of those emotions and where he is at his state of health improvement. I personally know Tim as a friend and we've known each other for about six or seven years at this point. And he's really one of the most humble people I've met and really just mentally expanded in the sense that the things that he does with his body and the way he thinks about things is so unique. And I really wanted to highlight that in this episode. He is known to be a little bit unconventional, very open and vulnerable as well through a lot of the content that he shares on YouTube and on social media. I really appreciate that aspect of him because I feel like that vulnerability really comes from a place of strength And I'm really excited to sit down with him and share this interview with you today. Thanks, Tim, for being here with me today. I'm so excited to have you in the studio. I have to start off just by saying that you are one of the most humble and down-to-earth people that's so real and so vulnerable about your journey throughout the whole process. You've been going through it, even being in media, being you know internationally recognized and stuff. You are just such a down-to-earth person and you know, it's been painful to see some of my friends like you and some other people that have transitioned out of the vegan lifestyle get so attacked online. And I just want to start off by asking you, how has that been? And how have you been taking care of your mental health throughout the whole process? Because I'm sure that's been. Yeah, um, it's it's been it. It's been so so it's not been easy, but it's not been hard either. Like, I don't know, I just have such a faith in life and its plan and god i think that's what i don't want to get too spiritual on that side but go there have, if you want to yeah having that faith in, in god like i just see that there's a there's a there's a path and i try not to take anything personally and everyone's on their own journey and and I, i've i've lived my life and through my experience have been led to a certain set of beliefs that other people haven't lived those experiences so it's it's not personal 
Totally. Mm. I mean, one of the other things that I really appreciate you is just how expanded your mindset is, not only when it comes to things within the spiritual realm, but physically, mentally, I think there's things that you've experienced that very few individuals like <laughs> would ever really experience. Like what? Like climbing up buildings. Oh, that's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It does, like it does that, put you in a but certain then, place. But I mean, also, I think... I mean, I can relate to this because I'm an individual who does not shy away from extremes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, both of us have kind of pushed ourselves in different ways into different extremes. And I want to know, like, how mm. has that process for you personally expanded you into different areas of your life? And what is one of the key takeaways from maybe something within your past journey that you could bring sure. into the future? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm all for extremes. I think uh, we're very capable of we're resilient beings. Like just, I just remember looking at homeless people as a young age and being like, they're literally just living off of like scraps out of the bin and smoking and drinking and they're still alive and going and yeah. they're still you know we humans can take a lot mm -hmm. of, of, so it's like and for me to learn balance i think i don't i i go to the extremes there's something that's in me that's not afraid to explore you know fasting and wim hof method and these these things which are like exposing yourself to a very modern age perspective where we build up so much padding around us and make us very comfortable I think no, there's, there's we're we're pretty. Look at the animals; look, mm -hmm. they don't need a coat or anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. if we're from sort of the same makeup as them for this realm that we're in, then we've got certain capabilities at least a bit closer to them. So let's let's try, you know, going without eating for a bit or getting in some cold water. And but then within that learning that the body is to always talking to us, and that to have that personal conversation with the body when, when I was fasting, it wasn't starving. Mm -hmm. It got to a point when it's like, now you're going to eat. Yeah. So that was when it would have become starving when you're in cold water. Okay. I can take this. I can take this. Okay. Now's the time to get out right. and being able to differentiate. Yeah. It's not as to someone outside. They just see, they can, it can seem extreme, but when you have a conversation with your body and you understand it, then it's not extreme. And there's so much research supporting like the stress response in the body. As far as like, I know I've done a lot of research on like, heat shock proteins we've done an episode mm. on that totally oh, cool. talking about the benefits of extreme heat because even mm. when i began my hot yoga practice and getting into saunas and mm. doing korean spa type stuff where you're going from extreme heat to extreme cold you know it's there are i was like i feel so good but i don't know why and there's <laughs> like all these different health benefits that come yeah. from exposing yourself to these things i feel like your body develops a different form of immunity and it expands you mentally as far as like no i am capable of pushing myself to do this, what else can I do? Yeah. Type of a thing. It's the compression and the expansion and it's the yeah. The push and the pull, the ebb and the flow. Yeah. And that's what molds us, right? Yeah. And that's and again depression's a part of that process. It's like you've got to go to those places to appreciate the other places and it's hard to see through it when you're there. But having that faith and when it happens enough times and you're observant in your life you start to see that you you start to have that faith that you come out because totally. I've come out a hundred times before Absolutely. and it's that like, it just takes years to get to that place. Yes. So, yeah. Now, you know, I know that you've taken some time away from social media. I kind of have in my own rights as well. There's been plenty of times where I've just exited and been mm. like, see you guys in a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, with all of this going on, how has your relationship to social media evolved? Because, I mean, mm. it's probably started out years ago being one thing. And yeah. one of the things I think also is that in this day and age, people take 
personal details as something that they're entitled to in a person's life. Things that, you know, your views on whatever people are talking about politics and Mm. their views on certain conspiracies, like all of these Mm -hmm. different things. That's, I think from my perspective, personally, I feel like that is privilege to let people know those things. I don't think people are entitled to know that, but I just want to hear your perspective on yeah, social media gives us exposes us massively, doesn't it? Makes us vulnerable, if, depending on how much we choose to share of our our personal beliefs and, and things. To to go back, like when I first got on the internet, it was forums before YouTube, before Facebook, before Instagram. It was forums, and I'd go on a free running forum and I'd read posts about free running and download free running videos. And then YouTube came about and it made forums obsolete, and you subscribe to channels, and then you got Facebook and, and Instagram. Then it became a lot more personal in it and it changed from then and once i got instagram i don't remember going like a day or two not on it mm-hmm. from like after after you get used to the app and the flow of it and it becomes you following people and it's just a daily habit for most right. people now and then i had a clothing company which meant i was running the clothing company's instagram on my own and it was like stressful because it's like the evening time on the weekend and you're like but i've got to post i've got to mm-hmm. think about posts to do and it's like you can't switch off and there's a constant pressure that's there because you've got to be constantly when it's a business you gotta have things constantly turning over so with with the the transition out of that and the, the the story that people may or may not know i left the clothing company i took an opportunity then to take a month off of instagram just to see how that felt and it was it was it was quite relieving it wasn't like oh my god this is amazing but it was it was like when i came back that the, the power was when i came back to instagram and it wasn't as controlling and it was it became a tool again rather mm-hmm. than the, the addiction yeah. so, so yes going off it was it was nice to come back to it and then i have more I wasn't so close to it. I had like a more of a bird's eye view perspective of how to use it as a tool. It mm-hmm. wasn't, I wasn't like so intertwined with it in a, in a daily habit thing. I also remember one time I lost my, uh, my phone broke up a mountain in Ireland and I had to fly home the next day. And so I had like 24 hours without a phone and I was sat at the airport and I was just like, I felt so peaceful because there yeah. was no, I was just out and no one could get hold of me. I, I, I don't even know what to define it specifically, but there was a feeling of like no access that was uh, felt like meditative and i was like remember this feeling yes (laughs) remember this feeling because at some point you're gonna have to come back to this and like get off the and i I, you know i'm I'm back on instagram and i'm doing things like that but i'm I'm aware and and using it as a a tool either to spread awareness health whatever but but yeah don't don't let it use you totally i mean i've had those types of experiences even just being on the subway in new york city where you see everybody on their phones like they're so busy and i'm just like i'm not i don't have social anxiety Mm -hmm. so like i love talking with people i love having conversations and um you know it would just be so nice when someone just wouldn't be on their device and you could like chat them up a little bit or something you know just have that real connection yeah trust the universe cross your path for a reason yeah which we just completely block off from yeah and i think there are so many things that we're looking at people's lives online but do we look at the people that are like right in front of us that we can see i mean that's another thing that i think really threw me especially when it comes to like wax museums that are placed in like large cities and like people Mm -hmm. are going to see people made out of wax like look at the people right in front of you that are on the street walking past <laughs> yeah. like that's the real art that you know in my eyes i just see mm. there's such a refinement p- process that people go through in life that really creates like this body that we have is so infinitely capable of so many things i mean i think like you've really pushed the boundaries of exploring that for yourself mm. and um shared a lot of that as far as your documentation process but 
you know, looking back, is there anything that you feel like, well, I don't know, I was a little bit too vulnerable here or you really kind of, I feel like you're so open and honest and don't really take a lot of what people say personally, but. It's been one of the biggest questions in my head is, am I giving too much of my personal life? Yeah. Putting it out there on the line. And I, yeah, I certainly, I think my family don't appreciate it (laughs) because it it ties them all in, but I have to be myself and I'm not afraid to be open. I've always been open. And when I meet open people, it's refreshing Mm -hmm. because I don't judge them for being, I go, Oh, that's good. Like we're all human. You do that. That's, that's, and publicly to a lot of people, stuff might be strange, but that's just because they're stuck in some, their own societal cultural indoctrination of what is right and wrong and what's normal and what's not normal. And it's like, if we can all just talk about what we do that's weird and not judge each other, then we can start to get to the truth of what we're all about. Yeah. Rather than creating this surface image of that fits into the mold of what culture presents that we should do to be normal. And we all stick to that script. And it's like, no, I'm going to break out the script. And it, you know what? Eventually you meet other people that are out of the script and it's so much more fun. <laughs> those relationships. Totally. Are, so I, I'm just like, I'll talk about the stuff publicly that's my deepest stuff. Then there's nothing weird behind the scenes that I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas most people won't talk about the public stuff they're doing, the odd stuff. And then it's a filter for those who judge me or cast me away. They're cool. I don't need to waste my time with you then either. Yeah. Like those who are open and can have the conversation about some of this stuff, then great. We can be friends. Yeah. Have you noticed any of your friendships in that respect come and go over the times that, where you have gone through these changes? Because I know I've seen some of my friends where you, you mm. realize who the real ones are in your life after you decide to make a change Mm. yeah definitely not being vegan anymore some i've got some relationships with my friends who are vegan that is as strong as ever Mm -hmm. and i've got other relationships which have for now have been completely realized that it was that that's such a deep belief ingrained in that person that that they they can't see the truth of who i feel i am now but i feel like that's just their process Definitely. And it might be a few years. It could be a few months, it could be a few years. And there'll be a time when it'll be peace made. And um, it's not necessary. But if I just I just think that's just everyone's on this path. And I see these, everyone's sort of projecting upwards. And it's like, we get these plateaus of beliefs and we latch onto things that anchor us down. And eventually we let go of the things. And life forces us to let go of these anchors. And then we can keep it moving. And so, yeah, there's... There's friendships, loved and lost, but the, the, the thing is, uh, the biggest thing for me is my relationship to myself. Absolutely. And, and, and if, if, as long as I take my validation and, and that from myself and work on how much I love myself and realize I don't need anyone to feel loved, then it's all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, like, that is, it is sad to see things of that nature happen, but it is so true at the end of the day, you have yourself and we have ourselves the rest of our lives. Mm. Like, we are with ourselves the rest of our life and how we choose to define ourselves and what we're capable of is such a personal decision. And I think it is, you know, for me, yes, I've been in the kind of plant-based community or whatever for, you know, I've been personally living it for like the past 10 years. It works for me and I don't judge. Like, I mean, I have so many people that are creative, talented individuals from working in the entertainment industry, like being in different realms of life that they're brilliant individuals. And it's like, I would never judge them on their diet. Like it's such a personal choice. Mm. Again, that Mm. people feel entitled to have information about and judge somebody on their Mm. character it's just like well look at how much good this person is doing you want to you know be sitting in the comfort of not exposing yourself in the same way and judge that person who's doing that 
you know, it's like, mm. I think there are a few perfect individuals that have the deserving capability to cast a stone at someone who is what you think you're better than this person. Like you've mm. never done anything wrong. And, you know, I think it questions our humanity when we go through these things. Like, do you cling to a belief like this even applies to, I think, things of religion, political ideals. Like mm. I've been in an environment even growing up where my parents are from two totally different sides of the the planet like yeah. you know talk about culture shock i mean they they were they came together they figured it out they have different political beliefs that like there's so many contrasts but i think being able to see that you know they still love each other after you know 30 something years they've been married and been able to figure it out i mean that's you know really it was beautiful for me to see that growing up and there are many people that I feel like at the end of the day, you see through to the individual. You don't mm -hmm. see the exterior. You don't see the costume. You see the spirit in a person. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. my yoga practices really affirm that for me personally. But The more you know, you know yourself, though, yeah. right? Your ability yeah. to know yourself is your ability to know others. I Absolutely. think that's where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I don't define myself by all the exterior, yeah, to sure. be honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, you obviously, like, you talk a lot about what it means to be human and I want to know mm. what has that after going through the things that you've experienced within the past couple mm. of years how has that changed yeah yeah it's, it's just a, it's just a wild ride isn't it <laughs> um being I think we all have similar lessons just in different told differently right like along our, in our, on our life paths if we're listening and observant to the universe we have the yeah these ups and downs and and they're all lessons to take I don't know it's all so obvious stuff now like you can always trace the steps going back right rather than going forwards and um, it's all the time it's just every the, the biggest lesson is just push me to like as I've already said it but it's take your validation from yourself and then step out into the world not needing it from anyone mm -hmm. and then those who who recognize it then that's that's a beautiful alignment and those that don't. It's just, it's nothing personal. I mm -hmm. think that's really the, the the biggest takeaway for life is to keep moving with that. And it's hard when you wake up and you're getting messages, people calling you a fraud and... Telling you how to live your life. Telling you how to live your life, saying you never cared. You, 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 it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's like, you do start to question yourself and it's like, but, you, but then it's the revisiting, right? It's the remembering, it's the coming back around to it that reaffirms who you are. The falling in love with yourself again mm -hmm. is... is 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 fun you know that's like one of the most beautiful journeys of this life i mean if anything else is like waking up and being able to look in the mirror and be like okay well maybe this that or the other isn't whatever or, yeah. or these aspects of my life isn't whatever but still coming back to that union that 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 love for yourself and loving yourself every day and forgiving like, yourself yeah like forget i think when jesus talks about forgiveness is sort of the highest modality oh, of totally. healing it's like that was for your, for yourself. It's like, I, I think to say to someone, I forgive you for me is almost like arrogant. It's like, I don't have yeah. a right. Like, like I forgive. Yeah. In a way, isn't yeah. it? It's like, but I forgive myself for being hurt by you. Like, it's not you. I need to forgive. I need to, I'm a human and that hurt me, but it's okay. Cause I'm a human. That's why it hurt me. You know, it's like, I, but I, I forgive myself for being hurt. Like that's, it's nothing to do with them. They're right. just, they were just a, a test or the, the bows are at the end of the level but they're just living their life on their path, doing their thing. And, yeah. Yeah. It's like we have to take responsibility for our emotions in our life. And I think in this, mm. you know, day and age, a lot of people idolize people that they see on social media and they think, oh, this is 
my savior that I'm going to like follow and they're going to guide yeah. me through all the challenges. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to be that for yourself. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that I feel like I, these days use social media as a way to really like celebrate the moments. Cause it's like, I know mm-hmm. yeah, that's from nice. my life, you know, between working in the industry that I do and having very close intimate relationships with the people that are in my life beyond surface level stuff. It's like, you know, the grit that's going on Mm. behind the scenes and it's not the stage moments. It's like craziness. So when people do have something good going on, it's like, I want to be there to show up and like celebrate that with them Mm -hmm. and cheer them on because getting through life on a day to day basis, is not always the easiest thing, but when you push yourself mentally to, you know, go through these different experiences and get out of your comfort zone. I mean, it just expands you. And I think it mm. gives you more humanity and, and compassion towards people. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Things like traveling and that really open you up, don't they? Like going around. You've I've, done quite a bit more than I have, to be yeah, honest. But I've, I've done a yeah, bit, but that's, yeah. that, I was traveling from a younger age and it, yeah, I would come revisit stuff and I just... I just don't get how some humans can act the way they act to other humans. Yeah. And the only really, work, as I got older, the way to understand it is when you think about new souls and old souls. And that we, one thing I, I heard and just seems to resonate with me is that you, one thing that does pass through from lifetime to lifetime is your sort of spiritual wisdom. And it's not like you just have this thing, but the understanding just comes quicker. And it's like, I just feel like I've got a deeper understanding of life that's just innate within me, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe I'm an older soul and that's not to say anyone like an old soul is better than new soul or anything, but it just means that I have a, I can just see it. Uh, yeah. I just feel a bit differently, but then there's newer souls come through that are more like that end up as the heroin addicts on the street and that, and they just get caught up in these things and they just can't quite see the spiritual patterns of life. I think I just have, we have a bit more of a, a vision for that that helps us navigate through these crazy oceans of the 21st century. Right. Totally. I mean, right I now. think there's definitely that concept of like being, in this world but not mm. of this world yeah like absolutely yeah foot in each world yeah 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 not everything is as it seems and just to yeah to just be playful with life but it, it feels so serious man it can feel so serious and that's that's the hard part when you have to get i, I you know i can't i'm blessed because i've i've always drove had a life where i'm a, a professional athlete and not had to do a, a nine to five so yeah i've always felt pretty blessed that i but I've, I feel like I've f- always followed my passions in life. And they say that, yeah. follow your passion. And True. There's a certain level of belief and there's a certain level of time you have to go through where things aren't working. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds so cliche. And I've had so many moments when you're like, is, is it just woo? Is it nonsense? Yeah. And you just got to keep cracking the whip on yourself and just keep keep going. And, and just, yeah, that, it's hard to speak because I feel like I'm, I found my purpose and passion and it's hard if someone hasn't, but it's it's identifying it. And it's really like, what did you like doing as a child, as an early teenager? There was th- things that were in your life that at some point got shut down and, and revisiting them. And for me, I loved exploring my body and being upside down. And that's, yeah. that's carried through into every chapter of my life, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that I can definitely relate with you on mm. in the sense that, like, I was dancing in the womb, so. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. being able to pursue that professionally now, it's yeah. been so liberating. And, you know, I do relate to that in the sense that 
you, I mean, there are plenty of times where I see people that are in corporate jobs and、mm. they have a certain lifestyle and there's a certain schedule and consistency to their life, which for、yeah. me, it's like every single day of my life is totally different.、Yeah. Um, and I work with incredible people and I'm inspired every single day.、Mm-hmm. And that has its own benefits that I think to a certain extent. Money can't buy, and like, thankfully, like, I am in a position where I'm I'm in a good position, even with all of that. But,、mm. but even though I know that that's not at the end of the day what matters, I just feel like、yeah. I'm very, very blessed in that respect. But there were the times where you had to go through just like, oh my gosh, like, this isn't a clear path, and you're going through the woods and、It、like hacking、really. away at stuff, and, yeah. But yeah. I think going through that process. Was really out of my comfort zone,、mm-hmm. you know, in a sense.、Yeah. But I feel like everything in my life prepared me to go down that path from however I was trained from the people that I worked with.、Mm. And, you know, it was a benefit in that sense. But I mean, are you finding yourself in a place right now also? What types of like self forgiveness do you feel、yeah. like you've needed to go through within like this transformative yeah, past year? Yeah, it's a great question.、Um, healing. And patience, and in, I don't know. Cause, because I, when I came out of veganism, I, I truly, and this is, a, a, I guess, a harder conversation, but felt like it wasn't. Well, let's, like, go I, 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 let's go there. Let's go there, sure.、Yes. <laughs> so I felt like I'd, I'd gone, I'd tried everything within my belief system and the path that was laid out for me at each moment to make veganism work. And when not, nothing worked and I tried something else that did work, Well, that seemed logical to follow that. I think because of my extended length that I was vegan for, I caused that. I think it was, it was healthy for a certain period and then it was causing damage at a certain period.、Um, and so I went public in saying, just, and I was sometimes I was more reserved and sometimes I was more outspoken, but essentially saying, if you're going to go vegan, just keep listening to your body because I stopped listening to my body at some point and it became detrimental.、Mm-hmm. And I've had to do a serious work the last year to get back. Up to speed, and there's still work to be done. But I've made some real leaps and bounds. And, and in a way, I've, the challenge of my journey and searching has pushed me to find answers that where places other people aren't looking. People are just turning to the carnivore diet and jumping on that and then sticking with that and saying that's the answer to everything. And truthfully, that stuff isn't the solution. There's, there's, we're not either, you know, don't want to go to, you, do you want to come in? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, well, you know, I think that. Again, like I personally know people that follow all different types of lifestyles,、mm. and I can understand where you're coming from, also, in the sense that vegan can be taken to extremes. And there are、mm. other aspects of the lifestyle or people that are within the lifestyle that arguably do things that have nothing to do with the lifestyle. It's,、mm. you know, their own personal choices.、Yeah. It's not that everyone who's a vegan needs to do everything that. You know, certain vegans are doing.、Yeah. So it, wor- know, it works for some people, absolutely. Yeah, it, I, think,、yeah. I think there are people that it might not be working for、yeah. that aren't listening to their body. And, yeah. And there's just、I、a lot of new. Re- yeah. I mean, yeah. I went through, I came to the vegan lifestyle out of a place of seeking things. I had a lot of digestive issues、mm-hmm. growing up.、Mm-hmm. Horrible. Wow.、Yeah. And so when I came to a plant based diet, you know, I grew up eating. Everything. Dad's、yeah. from Middle East, a huge foodie, also.、Yeah. So, you know, and my mom's German and English. So、okay. it's like everything under the sun.、And、yeah. We, you know, thankfully grew up in Southern California. So there's a lot of options and、yeah. um, grew up eating a lot of different stuff. But at the same time, training as much as I was is about 25 to 40 hours a week, like、wow. when I was growing up, still going to school and everything.、Wow. So it was like I had to be eating stuff that was going to be fueling me properly. And by the time I got into high school, it was a hot mess. So, 
I when I came to the vegan lifestyle, I was raw initially, which obviously we both have experience with that and yep. going deep into it. And yep. um, there were definitely times where I was doing it. And I think around probably 2012, 2013, there was such a stigma around if you were like going back to eating cooked food, it's just like, oh, no, you're just not eating enough. It's emotional. And for I, me, yeah, I, I grew up that, yeah. eating like very regular portion sizes of food and feeling like satiated and everything so mm. what it almost felt like disordered eating to me personally when we were being encouraged to eat the amount of volume that was like being suggested and to expand your stomach so that it could take more like yeah i was like told not advice. not for it like i was like this feels so wrong but and, like, i remember looking around because we met at woodstock fruit yeah. festival probably f- four years ago maybe more five, no this is back in like probably 2013 wow i, think. Yeah. And I remember you doing the, the talent show and <laughs> yeah. smashing it on stage yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing really really impressive um but yeah that but there was such a buzz around it at the time and then i remember going to one a few years later and it just felt differently and i don't yeah. know if i'd changed or the movement had changed or what it was because it, it, was, it was so beautiful at yeah point. yeah yeah i think i think during the time and i think there were I don't know. I want to say that along the course of the journey, there was a lot going on that was amazing. Mm. Things definitely changed after certain people left, though. And I think the dynamic of the community became like one side against the other. And it was like this dichotomy Mm. um, of like people that were like hardcore raw and only going to do raw. And then some people that were eating a little bit of cooked at the time. And it was just like, like, does this really matter? Like, I mean, we're picking at like such small things in the grand Mm. scheme of things like it just i don't know i don't i don't think like it's not that deep like we don't need to take it there but i think i I remember feeling judging people like that but it was all lessons for me inevitably and it all came back on myself to go oh i was the one that was wrong (laughs) like i can take it okay i'm sorry i was wrong (laughs) well and i mean it's like i think those are even even growth experiences too because when you get into such a You know, it's like walking a tightrope or being in such Mm. an intense state of focus. Like when you're in that place and you have to kind of make these judgment calls or you feel like you're forced to make these judgment calls, Mm. be like, oh, which side are you on? What do you believe? And um, you're in those situations that can be a little bit conflicting. And then there's people around you. And I think it's just so important that at the end of the day, it's like you have to do what's right for you. You have your own body, you have your own lifestyle, like how I live, how I train is probably totally different than like what you do or another person does. And Mm. it's like, I know what's going to work for me and what's not going to work for me. Like Mm. eating a 15 banana smoothie before going to the hot room and practicing yoga is going to like end up in (laughs) a bad situation. Mm. So that's, that's not something that I can do. And I think everybody has to investigate and there's so many different facets to health. You know, Mm. diet's not the only thing. And I think some people within the movement, they like to push that, oh, like vegan or raw vegan will cure all of your ills. It'll help your mental health Mm. issues, improve your skin. It will, Mm. you know, whatever, like be this magic silver bullet for everything. And it's not what it is. But I also think that people that were promoting that during the time when it was and sometimes still is being so heavily promoted maybe just haven't reached that point in their life where they realize that that's not all there is. Yeah, yeah. I remember remember identifying things that I felt better at with Raw. Yeah. And there were things that that I didn't feel better at. But you just talked about the things that you feel better at, right? And so it's like 
And these, these are the extremes that show us what each food group does for us. So that's what you can see, what raw food as a food group, fruits or whatever, that, that gets you to this space mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. And then when you eat this food, it puts you at this place. And it's sort of like, I couldn't give the categories, but, you know, yeah, yeah. on the fruit stuff, I did feel like I could channel and converse and convey my uh, mind smoother mm-hmm. than I can than with the animal products. But at the same time with animal products, I feel more connected to my physical body in a way that's important right now for me to to be grounded and to do that because without that I, I can't anchor myself into this the world that I'm in for a reason right so I have to go through this stage right now and who knows maybe in a few years we'll be breatharian you know it's like <laughs> God's got his crazy plans like you know I'm not saying it's doable it's possible whatever but it's like everything I keep getting surprised by new things so yeah I, I never thought I'd, I'd eat meat in my life and no one could right. have paid me a billion pounds to eat meat but if the belief it changed from the insides the beliefs changed and mm-hmm. I get shown a lesson through through God, and regardless of whether I'm right or wrong, I I, I believe I'm wrong, and therefore I I spoke on that rather than yeah. yeah. But wrong in context to it's what? Context though? To what well, exactly to to yeah no exactly. For, well, it was just time to move on. Yeah, I was right at one point, and then it then it became wrong for my op- optimum health. Yeah. Because I mean, I have family members, I have people that I care about deeply in my life mm-hmm. that they eat all. Like, that's just not a focus, you know? It's like, I feel like those are my personal choices. And I think it's different when you're just kind of keeping that to yourself versus when you are in the influencer space and you feel like all these people are depending on you. Mm, mm. You know, what is that pressure pressure like? Yeah, that is a different pressure. Well, I remember being in Hawaii and at my friend's farm and he had bees and he was vegan, but he had these beehives and Mm -hmm. he needed the bees for the for the fruit it was a necessity and i was walking around the countryside in england where i go and i was like there's just not as many i remember being a kid and there being so many bees and there just isn't many bees and i'm looking at the, the heather and the grass and it's all looking a bit drier than it used to look a few years ago when i used to go and I, you know you're like it could be seasons but I, it just seems i'm sure at this time of year normally it's a bit greener and mm-hmm. i'm like maybe we need to, as as when i was vegan as a vegan we need to concede honey and we need more bee we need bees and if there's a way to support bees and that's because we have honey then that's what we might just have to do because they're not going to just fund themselves this might be and i, I was like i sort of want to speak this right and say guys we might need to concede honey let's you know we need more bees but i couldn't of course i could never do that as a as a vegan so it's it's like you would have been absolutely you know chastised but it's it's like yeah there's a pressure that you can't speak something you're feeling and, and believing because you're limited into that box that you've put yourself into. Um, and I, I did certainly notice coming out the other side and it, it it was hard for, and I did my best, but there's certainly moments you get upset. It's hard for me not to just, to put down veganism, you know, because you're getting attacked from all them and mm-hmm. you've seen something and it just, it's, the ego gets involved and it comes back and like, to stay balanced through that is is a challenge, you know. And I I did all right sometimes, and sometimes I didn't. But it's like that's the human journey, and I'm trying to like just move. Like I don't want to make life about diet, and like you say, I don't want that to be so who I am more. and what I'm about. There's so much more. Like my, I'm into movement and locomotion, and that's what I'm, I'm back on that path. And I've got, I've definitely got. Yeah, I'm excited for the future. Back to that, you know. Totally. I mm. mean. I view food as it's like I'm grateful that I found something that works, you mm. know, and I'm happy for other people when they find what works for them. And mm-hmm. I think I just I really enjoy people being them their authentic selves and like mm. being in, 
uh, like showing up and being an expression of their God-given gifts as best as possible in whatever mm. way that they can, mm. whether they got any kind of, I don't know, however people dress, whatever their lifestyle is, wherever they're from, like if they're just being themselves and it's that confidence mm. and, you know, belief in themselves and not giving crap about what other people think. It's mm. just like, I love being around people that are like that because it just affirms that same you know, peace within me. And that's like really how I was raised to be. Like both my parents are like, don't like care about like other people's opinions at all. Oh, yeah. So, nice. um, and so, you know, they just really raise us to be that way. But I think not everybody is, mm. you know, everybody has a different background of what's expected of them and, you know, what they think society expects of them. And, you know, how do you feel like, I don't know if you were ever really in it, but you've seemed to kind of be able to balance the two of being in this world, but not being of it. Like you've made a lot of social change within mm. utilizing media, even traditional media, mm. getting involved with um, things to like really show your capabilities and like what mm. is possible of the human form. Like, you know, yeah. and how have you been able to go into that and then also i feel like you have a really good way of contrasting that with spending time in nature and going deep and like mm. walking barefoot and just like cleansing yourself in the river and just like <laughs> yeah. getting into nature like being yeah. so in the technical world but then also being really in I, the earth yeah i it's it's so important like we're born and we just spend so much time in cities and I lived in London for like six years and I just wanted to get out once, get out to nature all the time. And I thought I'd rather live by the mountains and drive into London when I have to than live in the city. And, and so I definitely recommend trying to build a life where you're close to nature. It's so, it's so subtle. It, and nature is just, just, it's nothing that screams. It's not like you come back and your life's changed after one trip, but it's just like, you just, have the best evenings afterwards and you sleep better and it's mm -hmm. like when you start to notice it it's, you're just like oh, I need to do that more often and then it's it's like the, the things in life that like you get into cold water right no one wants to get into cold water your body's kind of like what are you doing but then afterwards it's, the engine kicks in it starts to heat itself it starts to build new you know capillaries and blood pathways and it makes you stronger like we go to the gym to, to break ourselves down to build us to make us stronger the, be the best things in life come from the, the challenge first rather than taking, you know, MDMA or, or something where you get the buzz then and then you pay for it afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's like you put in the work first and the rewards come afterwards. And so a lot of that, like cold water immersion, the Wim Hof stuff is sort of that. It's like, it's tough now, but it's to make things better longer. And it's, it is that looking around at animals and like we're born into this, this world. When you sort of dream, you can't explore a world or an earth. It's like this time becomes choppy and it's, there's nothing is, it's more ethereal, but in the physical, it's like, well, maybe we're, we're meant to explore. Maybe we're meant to, to take this time and go, something takes a few days and you, you're out walking for a week and carrying your weight on your back, you, you know, your tent and your backpack. And it's like, it's just something so human in that and you in nature. And it's like, yeah, I can't even vocalize it, but it's, if you felt it, you felt it, and you can see on Instagram and YouTube and get a grasp, but it's nothing. No, it's, like, it's never going to be like the real thing. Yeah. No, I mean, like I'm sure both you and I have been under. I know 
like just a sky full of stars that is like mm. where you're out in the middle of nature, where you're underneath those stars and you just see it so differently than you would ever be able to see it in a city. It's like, mm. yeah, the city has its own beauty, the lights of it, the energy, like that's one thing, but there's something about being in nature that is just so nourishing. I mean, I've done solo trips out into nature where, you know, I just would be like crying every day of like happiness and awe and wonder and like getting mm. taken to that place. Um, especially the Sedona Grand Canyon trip that I did. It was just like such intense energy, like amazing, you know, all the sediment being pushed up. It's like, you know, you go through those times in life where all these emotions get pushed up to the surface and mm. life weathers away at it. And it's just mm. standing vulnerable, exposed, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I mean, I yeah. think being around that was just, it was a beautiful mirror to look into, honestly. Yeah. It gave you something, man. It's, it's so rewarding to to do that and i think we've just you have to seek it as an adult because it's not screaming to you like crossfit or some, you know some nice leggings or sort of the, the material things or the you know the, the, the advertisements not, we scroll yeah, past <laughs> not, not that any of these things are bad but it's like yeah. they're appealing to some like faster responsive thing but nature appeals to like appeals to such as a slower responsive deeper part of us but when you get that going that momentum that that relationship it's it's more powerful than anything. It's like you can. Sometimes I've done trips to the into mountains and come back to cities, and I've just felt so mm -hmm. empowered. Like no one can bring me down. Mm -hmm. I know, who I, and I feel like I've carried the because I've hiked the mountain with my feet and come back down. It's somehow that's in me, and I'm just carrying that energy, and it lasts yeah. for days. I'm just, like you say with yeah. Sedona, and it's you can't buy that. You can't sell that. You can't you know can't package it. And it's like so. My my thing is as a human has been. And it's always coming intermittently over the last ten, five, ten years. But it, since coming away from nutrition and diet being my message or whatever, it's mm -hmm. like I'm trying to just focus on help, appear, uh, sort of advertising nature in a way, like subtly, like showing people what they can do when they go out and make people go. And I get it all the time. Oh, I went out today because I saw your video and it made me want to go out. And it's, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I find so many spots by me, and it's like because I'm passionate. There's, there's nature wherever you are. There's always water around to you know to a degree to, to go swimming or, or a mountain at least there's a mountain somewhere to go hike up and to just spend those days and it's not going to be fun it's not going to be you're not going to step out the car and be buzzing and skipping your way up you're going to sweat mm -hmm. and you're going to go through negative thoughts as you're walking up the mountain and, and everything's very close and enclosed and then you get to the top and you get the views and you have the release and your heart will slow down and then you can walk down the hill and you have the views and you have the, the expansiveness and you love release you, you love burnt up those those thoughts with the exercise it will it's, it's a real form of exorcism of negativity that that i, I feel with the with the hills yeah god mm. even saying hills it reminds me of when you went with ryan in hawaii to that mm. like place where you guys weren't supposed to go was it like some bridge there in hawaii oh staircase yeah. to heaven still yes. stairway to heaven yeah yeah someone lost was, their phone i lost my phone <laughs> that was yeah i lost my iphone and then my friend found it in the it was crazy in the undergrowth and That's then wild. and then he sent it to me then the customs was so much uh, i waited till i went back to hawaii got it from him and then i lost it at michael uh, onstein's house <laughs> so random side note but stairway to heaven in hawaii yeah an illegal stairway climb that was such a stunning thing such a shame that it's illegal 
Well, I think sometimes in life you have to, like, be a little rebellious, though, to really get the expansion that you need. It's like taking those calculated risks. Mm. I mean, the photos were insane. I remember seeing that. It was calculated like, risks. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. Calculated yeah. risks. And having, there's some sort of faith that I have, like... You know a lot about taking calculated risks. I, yeah. Jobs, you know? And having pure intentions, I feel yeah. like I'm protected, like, when there's pure intentions. If it's, like, showing off or... Or like for attention, then I mm-hmm. think there's risk. There's always risk, but more risk. And I think when your intentions are like, I know this is illegal by American government standards, <laughs> but I'm just a human, and that squirrel can go there. Why can't I go there? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna be careful. And it's like sometimes I just make those rules for myself. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that perspective. <laughs> yeah. What's next for you? I mean, I know you're mm. filming a documentary right now. What What's going on? That was a with? side thing. I, I no? came to San Diego t- for I, I love running. Right? I love the human body, and, yeah. and the the first the primary function of it is to move us. Dancing and stuff is like just a beautiful expression. But for me, I want I, I, I come from a history of that. But to get back to that, I want to. I've gone full circle to my biomechanics. So I I moved my whole life without understanding posture. You know, certain patterns of functional positioning that works best for the body so i've done things with sort of compensatory patterns just to get through anyway getting into understanding the biomechanics of my body wanting to be more flexible but why do you want to be flexible Mm -hmm. if you just have long hamstrings that's not helpful okay have a balanced uh flexibility so it's it's um functional and you've got mobility and flexibility but with functional range of motion so that sort of path leads me to biomechanics trying to correct my own it's a long journey, re- realizing that the, if the primary function is walking and sort of running, then everything, if you correct that, then everything downstream of that will improve because this is the primary function. So you get better at that, then everything will get better, like dancing and all that. Will, you'll have a, a more feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. Has led me to San Diego to um, uh, a coach here. There's a method called Weck Method. A guy called David Weck invented the BOSU ball, which is sort of the half mm-hmm. ball, half flat thing you see at the gym and he's just somehow through years of he calls it sort of because he invented the bosu board he's had time to chill and focus on other things develop some technique and literally about a year ago it started i just did a course a work method qualification course i was the 11th group they do them every month i was within 11 months and it's absolutely blown my mind (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i've just been here since then trying to download as much from him and his his team around him because I really think he's he's cracked the code to to correcting biomechanics and to giving the human access to their animal body. We work. We we. Are, do you know anyone that's not got like a niggle or an injury or some sort? Of I mean, I issue? know I've gone through my fair share of them. I mean, yeah. training as a dancer, it's like there's a hundred percent chance you're going to get injured at some point. Yeah. There's no way around it. It's just like you know, extreme sports. Yeah. Um, so if we're all <laughs> dances, <laughs> dances for yeah. sure. And so this is training sort of he calls it marsh the martial it's sort of moving effortlessly and with balance and you move it's, it's so it's like rather than using muscles and tensing to move you're using bones and gravity and accuracy because you're always balanced that you can mm-hmm. add it's it's hard to explain but it's i think you in san diego are very blessed to have 
this around and you've got the lab right well, there. Well, I had like literally no idea that this guy even existed. So mm. thank you for bringing that to my yeah, attention. Yeah, I'm just dropping that in one for anyone <laughs> yes. who's ready to look at, who wants to improve their biomechanics and understands what that would do for their life. Because yeah. if everyone can move with a little more ease and grace yes. naturally without having to work for it, then, and the, the, the main, the first thing, because we'll go, we'll go into a little bit, I like to, is you play with a skipping rope, but you don't jump the rope. You go with the rope. So it's like you're down and up Right, so normally with a skipping rope, you jump up as the rope hits the floor. But with this, as the rope goes down, you go down, and you've got one handle in each hand. And what it teaches you is, as you're working, is for your left and your right hand to work together. Because if you're doing some of the movements, but your timing's off or you're not got your wrist in action, it will just hit your body. So it it trains your body to and your shoulders mobility. So rather than just stretch, oh, I've got a bad shoulder touch, I'm going to stretch it, I'm going to hold it in this position you're kneading it with the rope, which is creating these figure eights, spirals, the muscles on, mm-hmm. you don't have a muscle that's like here to here in a straight line, it's like it spirals yeah. around. So you're spiraling with them, kneading the joints, strengthening them in the in the correct pattern. And it's, I'm sure you can sort of grasp that. Sort of, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of even things related to conditioning that happens in modern dance and ballet. Mm, I'm sure it's like right, how yeah. you hold your postures. You I have mean, to get it right. Oh, yeah. If you don't get it right, you're, you're not going to be standing on your foot, right? True, so, and you're so, not going to be training the correct muscles. So I'm sure it's similar in that sense. The whole physicality of the body will com- be completely different. Mm. So so basically, it's a method that your, your grandma could do because you swing in a rope without jumping, leaving the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's slowly... It's, I've only a week into it and the, the, the shifts that I'm feeling in my body, it's like, oh, it's just, I feel more, my left and right just feel way more connected. And for any athlete, you, you need to have both sides yes. and we're all humans with bodies and it's like it could work for just picking up your groceries and you're picking them up without compensating or without putting too much weight on one side. It's, it's, it's quite de- deep, but it's like simple tools and it's, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I have to say like having gone through, I went through... Probably the worst, one of the worst injuries that I had in my life, which I had a torticollis muscle spasm Mm. right before I actually gave my TEDx talk back in 2016. And with my TEDx talk, I did an advanced yoga demonstration. That was a month after the injury. So Mm. that was, that was a little crazy that I did that, but um, it was definitely a lot of mind over the matter in that situation, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it does that happened after a day where I think I was training for about six hours, which is not unusual for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the day, it was like I was lifting weights on a Smith machine and something about my posture was just not right. Um, and that, that tweaked everything. And it took, a, it took months of chiropractic care, honestly, like going in like two, three times a week sometimes to get adjusted my C1 vertebrae, like my L5 was so compressed. And through the process of doing that, because I was pushing my body to extremes with the amount of flexibility that I was, you know, experiencing and, and training towards, I had actually like was on a path to like compressing my L5 vertebrae. So Oof. functional training became extremely important at that point. Cause I was like, I'm doing yoga. Like, machine, oh yeah. yeah. Oh hell no. I don't, <laughs> I don't go near that thing yeah, anymore. So unnatural. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. No, yeah. I have amazing trainers that I work with now that is just really focused on like free weights and like mm-hmm. really using a lot of resistance and stuff. And yeah. personally, that's what I prefer. I don't yes. like to bulk muscle. Or I don't need, you know, the the muscles personally that I need are a lot smaller and for, like, faster, quicker movements mm-hmm. to, like, get higher in the air or, you know, attack something with a little bit more precision. But 
you know, in this instance, it really made me have to get back to basics. I mm. could not be training the same way that I was. I was like not even really able to work in the same way that mm. I had been working. So that was really transformative. And a lot of people do experience injuries and they're at a point in their life where it's like they want that release of like seeing what their body's capable of. And mm. pushing themselves in things like, you know, high intensity interval training or, yeah. you know, CrossFit and all these things. But you see a lot of people coming out of there with injuries and not really much body awareness. Yeah. And that can be really detrimental as well. Yeah. It's a release in the moment, I think. And not to be negative towards one man, but, you know, the sort of David Goggins attitude of just sort of switch off your mind, push through, you can do right. more, override your body. And I just think that's so detrimental and backwards and it, it might work and you might you might push through that one workout this week and another one next week and, and feel better in the short term. But I think you're just taking off the end of your life. Right. Like at some point it's going to catch up and then you're going to have an injury and you might not be able to do your sport again totally. for the rest of your life. And that, that's terrifying. Yeah, and I mean, Goggins opened up about the fact when he tried to run, you know, his first, was it the the run in the desert, the... Um, Bad water? Or yeah. The, yeah, and he was just like, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> with like no training. I yeah, mean, and he some people really can do it. Some up. people can do it, but you, you get, you know, every man down the gym yeah. doing that. And I just no. think it's going to be a short lifespan on it. Right. I think there's something to day in day out consistent training i know for the people that i've worked with different like emmy award-winning choreographers and things of this nature that have had longevity in their career and they can actually still move and like keep up with you know teens and like 20 year olds that have all the agility and they're not that young anymore yeah. you know they they definitely they were like you got to be training every single day and do it functional and take care of yourself because it's like you are on borrowed time yeah and I think that's what leads a lot of people to their health journey is wanting to experiencing a different quality of health. Yes. And that's not going to look the same for everybody. Yeah. Everybody has different goals and different ambitions and different things that they want to experience. And um, Res how, Going back to respecting yeah. the, the, the fact that our primary function is to walk and run right. is, is so currently is so under, underlooked and not people are looking at it. When people realize that is the primary function and then if you every exercise you're doing, how does it relate to my walk or my run? If there's a positive correlation, then it's going to benefit you in every way. If it's negative, then it's going to be detrimental to your longevity. Totally. So, so I'm curious as to what type of things are being discussed or that you've discussed um, related to posture mm. with him. Because obviously a lot of people, I mean, I'm doing it right now, I'm hunching yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, a lot of a people great question. are in such a concave position their their neck is forward the chest is closed and even what that does to your chakras is totally something to be aware of but what things have been discussed to kind so of counteract that everything up to this point has been like yes find a straight position about right but he is not like that yeah. you look at a lion does a lion sit up straight no they're like they're, they know how to relax on the bones so it's learning, it's learning to yeah they learn to relax completely twitch the muscles mm -hmm. on and they relax on the bones and that's okay like gravity is constantly acting on us, so there's a constant movement. If you can set it to the bones, and that, so that's sitting up with straight posture isn't necessarily the way. And through his methods, go back to the rope. You're creating figure eights with your spine, right? I've I've done yoga for years, and I I, I love a good stretch. But I notice that sometimes the side ones feel better for me than just just doing front and back. Cat cows fun, mm -hmm. but eventually you start doing yeah, you know, start rotating a Kundalini yeah, the, <laughs> vibes. The, the spine's got thirty three vertebrae. Yeah. It's not got two bones. It's not just bend one way, bend the mm -hmm. other way. So if you can get figure eights into the joints, you know, figure eights into the spine, 
and just start to free. the synovial fluid. You loosen too. up the synovial fluid, but you're activating the muscles in the correct sort of ratios to strengthen them mm-hmm. so that they're doing the correct work. If you just do strengthen up, if you're just deadlifting all the time, yeah. you're just going to build one line of strength yeah. and then you're not going to be comfortable. You're not going to have naturally decent posture. True, and then people end up having lower back pain. You'll have lower back pain. You just build some abnormal build of muscle. But if you get these, the spine wants to rotate in all directions. So the perfect way to cover that is figure eights with the Mm -hmm. spine. And then from there you can can work everything. But the body wants to work as one unit. So it's training things as one unit. And that's what the rope unifies the body. Now, from a male perspective... Mm. What do you feel like is changing um, in the kind of like collective male consciousness that you've seen? Like obviously Mm. you're out there in the world and a lot of things have been evolving. And what have you experienced and what are you seeing right now? The like masculine, (laughs) masculine movement. It's been an interesting one because... Or even the anti. I mean, like, there's well, definitely exactly. people that have come out and been like, what is masculinity? Like, how has that become toxic for us? And as far as us being open and vulnerable, I think, yeah. you know, I view you as a unique in the way that you are so vulnerable because I feel like vulnerability can be really difficult um, when it mm. comes to the masculine context mm. um, as far as how a lot of men have been raised. It's just like, mm. oh, don't, like, you know, share your emotions or, like, talk about these types of yeah. things. but. I think that's strength though. Really. Yeah, and I do too. Yeah. I definitely do too. It's not easy and I think it, it absolutely is strength. Yeah. 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 yeah that, I think one of the realizations was because you go through the like spiritual path of men and women are the same and equal, but it's like there is a certain def like draw, like as a man, I'm drawn to things and women are drawn to things. And it's like the more I've, I, I think I went through a period of trying to be more feminine and trying to balance my masculine and feminine and re- respecting that these, these twin flames within me is mass. And it's like, now nah, I, I just play. I don't know. Now I, I can't ever say what's right or wrong, but now I'm going to more the element of what is the masculine energy within me. And if I, you know, like not fighting back, if someone challenges me and just taking it so passively and not responding and trying to be peaceful. And then it's like, sometimes you really want to respond and be angry and respond. It's like, okay, what's, what's right or wrong? Sometimes I'll respond angrily and then something late will happen in the day. And that, that I feel like that energy mm-hmm. is, I gave the anger momentum and it carried on later in the day and came back somewhere else. And then, then there's sometimes when you have to stand up for yourself Absolutely. And, and fight back. And that's something where I'm trying to, you know, if, the, if it comes into my life, to be fair, I don't have too much to fight on it. But if it, but I'm like open to like, maybe masculinity is fighting back. And, and sometimes it's strength to, to concede the L and say, okay, you have it. And that's the, the Tai Chi or whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. moving of the energies around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just for going with the flow of it. And, totally. And judo and judo throw in that energy poem. But then also sometimes you've got to let them know that you don't have I absolutely like, yeah. think that you need boundaries. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, my brother works in defense, like for, you know, protection of the country and everything. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, one of the things that I've, I've always discussed with him, even as we were growing up, one of his favorite quotes was Theodore Roosevelt, speak softly, but carry a big stick. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, carry yeah. yourself yeah. with like, you know, you're That's kind to people and things, but, you know, mm. it reminds me of my Russian ballet teachers yeah. that would whack you with a yardstick <laughs> if you were out of alignment. You had Russian ballet teachers. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine what they were. Yes. They were a lot harsher than Theodore Roosevelt. But when Roosevelt. I see you move, it, but, mm-hmm. but I imagine you just took some sacrifice to Definitely. Get it. So, you know, I think, but at the same time, it's like you will listen to what they have to say. They only have to say it once. But if you don't mm. do it correctly, you know what's coming. Yeah. So I do think that it's important to 
have standards and not let people like have their way with you, but also to pick your battles as far as like what you're actually going to let yourself get that riled up about because at the end of the day it's like at the end of our life like was it really that important i want to know like what's next Mm. really what's next as far as like where where do you what areas of your life do you feel like you want to continue to expand in you've done a lot like you've done so much it's a new new chapter's beginning i I think drawing you in i love i'm i love being a human with a human body the more access and more control and understanding i have of that the more I'll enjoy the 3D realm. And like you say, have a foot in both worlds. Don't over-obsess on this, but I enjoy that. And the things I'm learning along the way give me knowledge and wisdom to help others do the same. Mm -hmm. If I can help someone suffer less, feel more free in their body, that's beautiful. And if there's a universal way that works for most people, I'm working to find it. And so my path is just prove it on myself first, help others do the same. And that's it. It's like... You can't you can't help anyone until you're helping yourself, and people. I, I think the only real, deepest, truest love can go to yourself, and that sounds selfish to some people. But how many people say they love others, but then you know they can't give that same love to themselves? And it's like, it's that's the depth of your love to really give to others is what mm-hmm. you can give to yourself. So totally. That, and I just think there's a there's a with the spiritual movement there's a there's a big neglect. There can be a big neglect of the physical, and and it's like yes meditation is great but just learning sitting still and accepting all your problems isn't going to make them go away and it it could be a a slow painful death that way so it's like do that stuff with the physical you have a a body that's an animalistic body Mm -hmm. tap into it find ways to use it find ways to stay connected to it and then you'll have a a healthy into older life functioning body yeah and you can undo things from the past you can undo issues have belief in that totally well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome to just even just catch up with you right now. And, you know, I hope that anybody listening to this is familiar with your journey or other people. When you see people going through different changes in their life, just have compassion and know that, I don't know, you don't know exactly what they're going through, but you mm. can be compassionate towards what they're going through. And do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, no, it's... it's- I can't tell someone not to judge others. It's they either do or they don't. And I'm not perfect. I'll still probably drive back to where I'm going and judge a driver or something. You know, it it, came, it comes up. But just just identifying when we're judging and then and then then analyzing why do I feel that way and yeah and, and letting go of that. It's it's a it's a long process. Be patient with it, but just start the observation as the beginning of it. Totally. Thanks, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 